You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Ringer. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Ringer news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Ringer! Hello, everyone. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Good, thanks. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing... Another AfterBuzz TV show for CW's Ringer, Season 1, Episode 15, titled, P.S. You're an Idiot. I hope you're not talking to me. I sort of was. I'm sorry. Um, oh my god! We're gonna I'm fight? just kidding. No, we're never gonna, gonna fight. I am your host tonight, David Skifalidi, <laughs> and I am joined by the lovely and talented Sarah Huggins. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How's we it have going? Such an interesting show for you guys tonight. It moved quickly. I liked it. It did move really quickly, and. Not only are we going to give you just a little smattering of news and gossip, which I know that we promised last week and hoped for something to happen, which it didn't, but I do have something. I'm excited <laughs> something to hear interesting it. to tell you guys. But we also have a small special segment sort of dissecting the terms that True. they use tonight in this episode, because I know that there was a lot of stuff that I was sort of like, I don't know what that means, and I feel like an idiot. We learned a lot. We learned it. a lot tonight. We got educated. Well, I know I did. I don't know about I did. You. I did. I did. No. I mean, it's confusing. Are you I, I kind of, no. I need you to explain it to me. Okay. So. No, I think I understand what was going on, but I still might be a tad confused. Okay, good. But when we get to that, if you have any insight into what a Ponzi scheme is, call us here, 424 256 1729. We need help. Because we need help. I looked it up right before we came on here and I read a little bit about it, but it's very confusing. The first sentence confused me already, <laughs> so I need I need some assistance. I need a financial expert. You do? We, I, we, we do. do. We do. We need one, right. You should call my father. Oh, really? Is he in finance? He was. Oh. Not anymore. Oof. He's retired. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was but, a victim of a Ponzi scheme? No, no. Perhaps. No, no, no. Not all right. at all. All right. Um, but let's just jump right in. We've gotten all the niceties out of us on the side, so... We can move so on to true. our show. So true. So true. It was super intense, as usual. <laughs> it was intense. And I think the not-so-nicest person on this show since the season started... Is your girlfriend. No, not <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> I love Catherine. <laughs> not her, but I'm talking about Siobhan. You really think she's the not-nicest person? Uh I don't know. Have you, are you watching the same show that I'm watching? I feel like she was a little subdued this week. That's I don't what feel I'm like, saying. I think okay. that she's finally starting all to right, like right. show some signs of having a soul. Agreed. Agreed. We we started out the episode this week. Siobhan's at the OBGYN in, in Paris. And 
She's going to be a mom. She's going to be a mommy. And we find out tonight she's having twins. That's and pretty she's, intense. It is intense. And she's concerned that her husband is the father. I don't know how that's possible, though. Well, is it possible? It is possible. And I know that we talked about this. Right. Um, and we were thinking that she was going to do, they were going to do an, an American, American Horror, Horror Story, Story thing and have that she was going to have twins daddies. with two different fathers. Which they might still do, but th- she's her doctor and her new doctor because it's her new OBGYN was saying that she's not as far along as she thought she was. Right, and but- she was saying that she got she conceived in August, and he says that that isn't right. Hmm. So it's possible either she's further along because they didn't explain that she might be further along than she thinks she is, or she's not as far along as she thought she was. Right. Correct. But, I mean, we're pretty sure they're both Henrys. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they both have the same father. They're right. sure they're not going to throw that at us. But right. I do have a slight feeling that they might be Andrew's babies. Well, was that like a sympathy? Goodbye. Yeah. Like, Screw. Yeah. I was <laughs> I wanted like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. But, yeah, like, I mean... I don't know. Like, well, I, I mean, who knows? We we haven't seen what happened before Siobhan hatched this plan. That's really true. Yeah, and it's very possible that she, right before this plan came about, she did, you know, bang one out. But probability, really, <laughs> probability <laughs> rules. Probably it's Henrys. They're Henrys. Right. Maybe they're not even Henrys. Maybe they're not. Andrews, maybe there's somebody else's. Well, goodness. Well, Siobhan gets around. That's true. She's that's a true. Lady. That's true. I mean, who ugh. knows who else she's been sleeping with? Did he say? Like, did I miss? Did he say exactly how far along she is? No, he didn't. Okay, okay. I was just hoping. He just said something about five. Something five. I don't think he said five weeks. No. She has to be more than five weeks, but she's not exactly sporting a baby bump at this point. Well, <laughs> I mean, that we can see or that nothing that seen. we can see, but she definitely doesn't. Look. She was in a robe and laying down most of this episode. Who, Siobhan? Siobhan. Yes, she was. So we didn't quite get to see the, you know, situation, but I'm trying to figure out what month it is on the show. The babies looked pretty developed, though. They I mean, did. You could That's see two what heads. I'm saying. You could see two she heads. She would have to be much other. further along. She would have to be at least in her second trimester for you to be having an ultrasound with, with actual the sex. And the, oh well, they didn't say. Didn't they say didn't say, the say the it was two boys or two girls. No, but they they had forms. Right. They looked sort of like people. Right. No, they had definitely two heads. I remember because they were like nose to nose almost. Right. So I mean, I had a friend who just like. She just told us the sex of her babies, and she was like three, four months along. So, oh, I guess you can't. Well, that four months would be her second trimester, right? But she didn't say it. So maybe, I mean, maybe they're just not choosing to say what it is, or for suspense. Maybe, maybe. Because I feel like by the time you can see that there's two heads, you should be able to tell if they're boys or girls. Correct? I don't know. I, I've never had a baby. You're I've asking never had the a baby, wrong person. So I don't know. I don't know. But I maybe, maybe. I, I would just assume. I, I would just assume. I would as well. I'm with you on that. Um, what I'm not on board with is Henry's blatant anger towards Briv. 
I understand that he now knows that Briv is actually Bridget. She's not Siobhan. And that... He does treat them differently. He does treat them very differently. Very. He's very nice to Siobhan. He's very sweet and loving and caring Mm -hmm. with her. And he will follow her to the ends of the earth. And he used to act like that towards Briv. And I think he's getting into some sticky water by having this new attitude towards her that came out really strangely <laughs> well I, and I'm surprised like she doesn't twister. pick up on that energy who Briv? yeah she's a little bit in the clouds I feel she's like. a little crazy clearly right. well she's got a, a lot going right, on but right. she I think she's having a much harder time as we saw last week sort of with keeping up with the lies and the secrets and, and trying to, to have a double life sort of right right no and i see that but i was i was even confused like it's getting to the point where it's like whoa like right, when you, she you came had to be like to the door you, you thought like, it actually was Siobhan. in paris there and i was like oh yeah okay okay <laughs> i remember now i mean it gets a little confusing like even it does for me. but i think that his henry's attitude towards siobhan and henry's attitudes towards bridget is sort of helping us out as viewers right to Can, figure out who's, who's who, who correct yeah that is correct yeah and he this whole episode is being kind of shady but not at the same time malcolm came to his house to work on his computer and siobhan he took malcolm finds out that henry is the one who emptied out the office and he has all the belongings there and and Briv comes to him and is like, I want my stuff. And he was like, well, it was our stuff. Right. (laughs) Did you believe that, though? Do you believe that that office was actually um, Siobhan's and Henry's? Or do you think that it was just Siobhan's and he just happened to know about it? Why would it be Siobhan's and Henry's? Like, what would Siobhan and Henry have in an office together? I, I don't know. That's I mean, they what did, I'm wondering. They had like a secret relationship. Who the hell knows what? I know what I they could have been doing in an office together. I don't know. Like, well, and there's that whole they had a property together, correct? Right. And like, what's in that property? Well, we I don't think know. This was that property. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to be revealed there. You know, I feel there like there definitely is. Yeah, I feel like they haven't quite. Also, what made that business kind of does Siobhan have that she needs to an office for? That's true. Well, she did some charity stuff, right? I mean, yeah, but you can run that out of your home. You don't that's need an true. office to like set up a charity gala. Maybe they are the heads of the Ponzi scheme. Perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely not. Definitely not. That is completely incorrect. P.S. You're an idiot. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> my oh, God. You're not I allowed to use the out. title on me. That's not fair. I'm sorry. Like Horrors just don't make that much. Oh, <laughs> my God. Two titles. That's not fair. That's not fair. You're this show get has the best titles. It does. Hands down. For Hands sure. Hands down. For They're sure. not even clever about them because they just, just take a line from the episode, but it's so great. Mm, I did like last week's a little bit better than this week's. For I did sure. too, but this, that was definitely the best title that they could have come up with for this episode. For sure. Um, was there anything else that Henry did that bothered you? Mm, I just... Uh, I mean, he gave Bridget... 
He gave Briv exactly what she needed, but that was sort of Siobhan's... Well, he gave... No, well, he gave um, Briv the box. Yeah. yeah. With who knows what. We don't know what all is in there at this point. Well, it's papers about Charles and Martin. We know that. It's like research that Siobhan right. found on her own. Right. And it, I think it was just when Siobhan found out that Andrew and Briv were going to renew their vows. She sort of got upset and her feelings got hurt and she was reacting. Right. I agree. But I mean, you don't know. We don't know exactly what's in there. No, we do. There's a lot. We've only opened like one file. (laughs) We only saw what was in maybe one file. Right. Which was very telling for this week. Right. Correct. That (sighs) I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, he gave her the box, but that was a big deal. He was like, or Siobhan was like, you can give her the box. You know, it was like. <laughs> she did make. Dun, it was dun, very dun. dramatic. You know, so there might be something in there that we haven't seen yet. We don't know. Well, hopefully it's something about Olivia, who we find out this week, is a little less than desirable to have as a partner. Right. In business. Employee. Employee. Perhaps. Well, she's partners with Andrew. That's true. Charles I, and Martin. Olivia Charles. I, I don't Andrew like Martin. her at all. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean. I'm a very firm believer of typecasting in Hollywood. And it happens to all actors. And it's something that you sort of can't um, escape right. as an actor. And when this actress was on Dexter, she did not play a very nice woman. So right. when she showed up on this show, it was you very knew. clear to me as a viewer. Villain. Villain. For sure. Clearly. Same thing with Tori DeVito. Whenever she shows up on a TV show, villain. Well, because Tori DeVito is I know, beautiful. but that's the thing. Most villains are usually played by very beautiful people. That's true. I mean... But I feel but like she's not that interesting, though. Like, I don't as really... As a character? I don't really care. Like, I really don't. I'm I'm not saying that I do. Okay, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> because her storylines are a little lackluster, but I think there's a means to an ends there. It's sort of like okay. we sort of have to see that side of the business and Olivia is very much a part of that side of the business right. for us to understand what Andrew has been doing. Right. Which hasn't been good things. Which has not been doing anything great. Legit. Legal. <laughs> Which is kind of really sad because they're going to lose everything. But. How do you know? Oh, special Prediction? segment. Oh, oh, special segment. Special segment. Sorry, sorry. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, it, Malcolm is sort of playing detective in office. Right. Who knew he, he was so job. good at computers? He was a professor of computers. Well, but I mean, he has an addiction. They do say those who can't do teach. True. That's very true. And he was a teacher. True. So with an addiction, <laughs> well, which can be impairing. He is a a recovering addict. Okay, gotcha. That's a very nice way to say it. He is. I understand. I'm not arguing. <laughs> and he's very highly functioning, and he's a very smart man. Right. I am on Team Malcolm. Oh, right. What? Right. I, you do not like him. I don't. Why? I, I need to know why. I just think he's kind of blah. Like, I don't... They're, like... Before, there was a lot of sexual tension, I feel like, with him and Briv. Yes. This week, 
Not so much. It was just no, because she's, she's in love with Andrew and he's sort of got a thing for the receptionist. But why is Briv in love with Andrew? Because he has money. Because like, you know, I mean, she's living a life that's not hers. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just not a big fan of his. He just doesn't do it for me. I'm not sure why. Okay. But on the other side of things, he is looking out for Briv's best interests and he's That's sort true. of he's, he's a good friend helping her he's a great friend right he was her sponsor slash right. lover for a long time and you know he sort of finds out a lot of information he puts his neck on the line he gets fired from Charles and Martin this week for hacking into Olivia's computer and he finds out this algorithm that projects things that aren't real true i mean olivia's clearly threatened by him definitely well because she got a text from true. xerxes <laughs> which i was very curious as why they chose special xerxes segment. which is part of the special segment um <laughs> we're teasing this special segment like it's gonna be <laughs> life-changing life-changing but it, it definitely is. will not be. it is it will be. no it will be it will be, it will be. i don't know which camera i'm looking at this one it will be it will be For sure. <laughs> um Guaranteed. But guaranteed. <laughs> Telling her, Xerxes tells her that there is a mole at Charles and Martin. At the beginning of the episode, at the end of the episode, she finds out that it's not Malcolm and that the mole is in Paris. Right. So it's either... Well, we'll, we'll talk about Xerxes later. Okay, okay. We'll get And who Xerxes actually could be. Right. Gotcha. Um, but Malcolm... Did a lot for Bridget this week. Right. He was very resourceful. Like, he looked into a lot of things for her. and He was. But he's kind of blah. He just bores me. All right, fine. Whatever. You know who's not boring me, finally? Is Andrew. Yeah. He bored me for the longest really? time. Oh, my God. His character is so Yeah, vanilla. he's pretty flat. Yeah, I, yeah he doesn't do he it for me. He is so either. vanilla. And this week, he... We they started out the episode and he was so romantic and and he wanted to have a movie night with his wife and he wanted to recreate <laughs> what was it? Where were they watching moment. Summer Camp Slasher? Her favorite moment from her childhood, where this boy took her to see the movie and then gave her a ring pop. It's a little creepy, still. No, it was cute. Oh my god, you were such a cynic. If it was like, I see it in your eyes. If it was like while you were sleeping and he gave her the ring pop, I would be happy, but it was But that's her favorite movie. It's not her favorite movie. Summer Camp Slasher. I see I said it to you while we were watching and I'll say it here that I secretly wish that they were watching I know what you did last summer. It would summer. be amazing if they were. It would be genius because only because um when Jennifer Love Hewitt had her television show on uh, Ghost Whisperer. Oh, I was like, she's had a couple. Yeah, she so, has had a couple. Yeah. When she was doing Ghost Whisperer, any chance she got to self-promote things she had done in the past, she did. And it was genius. She'd be driving in the car and she'd be listening to her album. And she'd How be do I deal? A- do you remember that song she <laughs> sang, How Do I Deal? No, not that album. I won't album. sing it. I won't sing it, but Not I know that the album, the second album. Oh, bare naked. Bare naked. Yeah, so she yeah, would be driving in the car. Bare naked would be playing, <laughs> or she'd reference. I know what you did last summer. So I thought it was genius when she did it, and I thought it would have been fun had they done it. But right, because she think, met her husband doing that, or, yeah. or Scooby Doo, whatever. <laughs> exactly. They were there, you know. Like it would have been cute, yeah. but no, 
No. No, I think... They had to make up a fake A fake movie. movie. They could have had a real movie. That's true. That's true. That's like Hellraiser like or something. Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. My personal favorite. Jason. Jason. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. I just think Nightmare Sarah Street. Michelle Gellar is trying to move forward. Right. True. They could have played Scooby-Doo. Didn't, <laughs> I mean, it could have been anything. I mean, Could have been. Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions. Best ever. I know. But let's not. Oh, all right. Oh, I know. But we shouldn't be giving Sarah Michelle Gellar's. All right. Um, resume resume out to you guys because <laughs> you are fans of hers clearly clearly awesome. otherwise you wouldn't be here as are we right um but he did does this romantic thing for her and he proposes with the ring pop the and he ring says, pop was cute that was adorable it was really and he, adorable. he says he wants to get married to her again really cute and Briv is so touched right? and her answer is so genuine because she does want to marry him because she does love him. She wants that life. She does want that life and I think we saw in this episode the dichotomy of her living as Siobhan and I think getting a little too comfortable being Siobhan when she yelled at Malcolm and her realization as they're doing the wedding planning that she feels like she's actually getting married to this man. Well, I mean, well, she is. I mean, she is technically. Technically, I mean, it's just—it's not a real ceremony. It's just—it's a, a fake ceremony. You do have a priest there, or, or whatever, a justice of the peace. But it's not—you don't sign papers because you're already married, right? I thought they were going to do the whole wedding this episode. I was pretty—I did as well. Surprised when they didn't. Maybe but I think she's scared. For the season finale. She's frightened. <laughs> she's scared. I mean, she could have to do fingerprints, and you know, there's a lot happening in her life. So there is a lot happening in her life, and I feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg. That's true. She does seem to be super into it. Which weddings can be fun, but she did get a little. She was a little distracted when they were doing the cake tasting and the whole bit. Well, understandably so. True. <laughs> but I mean, but she seems super excited about it. She before. does, and she tells him later on in the episode that I want to do this correctly, and I want it to be like it's just—it's like the first time. Because for her, she's never well, Bridget's never been married. Time. It is Correct. her first time, and she's remarrying this man that her sister was married to as her sister. And I think this is where it's going to become a very slippery slope for her, and where she's going to have to sort of figure out a way to tell Andrew that she is not Siobhan. Right. Well, it's clear that he and Siobhan had a pretty distant relationship. because he From the beginning. We right. saw a flashback for six years ago when they first got married and he brought up children and he said we can't even have our wedding night without getting into a fight. Right. Which leads me to wonder why he got married to her in the first place. That's true. If you were fighting all the way up to your marriage... Which it seemed to be pretty quick, from what I understand. Yeah. Why right? did you get married? What was the point? I don't know, but I would like to find out, for sure. And they had a very tumultuous relationship throughout, until Siobhan disappeared and Bridget took her place. But can you imagine if she's just like, hey, I'm not really Siobhan, I'm Bridget. Like, how Well, she'd have to be up. a little bit more graceful than that. Well, I'm sure she <laughs> wouldn't say it. I mean, how would you like her to say it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what she's supposed to say. So, um, for the last six months, I've been lying to you. I mean, there's really no nice way to say it. There no. Isn't. Well, that's true. So, she might just have to come out and say it. He might be into it. He might be like, awesome. I knew there was something up here. So, that's cool that you're not really the person that I thought you were. Well, 
maybe the news that we found out tonight that he hasn't was the been a original man mastermind behind the ponzi scheme and it wasn't olivia and that he has been he was the one who wanted to con these people out of their money maybe that will lead her to believe that she can tell him the truth about herself that's only well yeah yeah maybe i mean we have a few more episodes left in the season how many do we have um six or seven okay a lot can Depending. happen. A lot can happen. I feel like a lot happens every episode on this show. A lot happens, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's true. There's a lot of twists and turns that can happen. One of them might end up dying. It's okay, impossible. don't make me cry. <laughs> it's a, the show don't, would not go on. I mean, <laughs> it can't happen. <laughs> no, that won't happen. Not one of the main. No, Siobhan or Bridget would can't die. There would be but, no show. I mean, they could kill Andrew Henry. I don't think we're seeing any more deaths on this show yet. Maybe. But the death of a relationship happened tonight. That's true. Very dramatic. Mr. C. Catherine Juliet Webb of deceit. I almost can't even talk about Mr. C. Like, I am really into him. Like, as a character? Like, period. Or the actor? Period. <laughs> Do you I just want like to be him. Juliet? I just like him. Kind of. How could you like a person like that, though? I don't know. There's just something about him. Like, I like that he was kind of like a naughty teacher. And then I liked, I like that he's not. He literally said tonight, after <laughs> Juliet sent Catherine the text that she was going to tell her father about. Daddy. She was going to tell, tell Daddy about the money and their whole scheme that he said. We need to run because I don't need to lose all my hard-earned money. I mean, he's flawed, but... Come on! He just literally stole $3.3 million from someone and he thinks he had to work for it. He didn't steal it. Yeah, he he technically stole it. He earned it by lying to somebody. (laughs) You just love Catherine. You I do love her. love her like you light up when she's on. I don't understand she's because glamorous. she's she's evil. She did make quite an entrance like her very first episode I have to say and she's been she's a hot mess. quite a whirlwind ever since. Yes. I think true. she's fantastic. True. And just the, I enjoy the character because she brings a new life into this show that it desperately needed. Right. That's true. Um, it's a lot. The storyline's interesting. Soap and... opera, even everything else. It's Correct. more like exciting to watch her on the screen, um, especially tonight when Juliet tells. Well, Mister C calls Juliet and is like, "The NYPD came to me, and you need to back off, or I'm gonna shut you up." forcefully and he sort of threatens her and so Juliet but we goes sort of to knew that was sort of a confirmation that he didn't do that thing to Tessa. to Tessa yeah right well we know that he didn't do it and we I knew that it was Catherine right well because Catherine's a greedy bitch and she's poor and she has no money right and she's trying to get back at Andrew I couldn't see Mr. C doing that no I couldn't either but he even though I well I couldn't see him doing what he did either true but he did that. So there was like a small possibility that he was involved in that. And so Juliet goes to Catherine and tells her. And then Catherine goes to Mr. C and they're bumping uglies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I said it. They certainly are. Yes. I mean, I was kind of disappointed. I mean, I, I, I saw that coming. 
I did too, but it still looked a little unnatural to me. A little, just because Catherine's much older than Mr. C. But she's pretty hot. Yes. <laughs> I know you think so. <laughs> I mean, she, I know you are. She's so glamorous. And I love Mr. C. I would rather him be hooking up with Juliet, honestly. But, eh, eh whatever. Who knows? They could be. We don't know. They're definitely not. Well. Either way, Catherine and Mr. C run out of town when they find the news out about they this. They go to a Motel 6. Because Mr. C can't ruin his hard-earned cash. That 3. Can't 3 lose million. it. That 3.3 3 million. Right. He goes to take a shower. Catherine, of course, takes the money and runs. Tell Leaves him a note saying that if you ever talk to my daughter again, I'm going to send this video out. It's going to go viral and everyone's going to know. Well, um, he comes out of the shower and there's a video of him from and the night or the day of the trial. Right. When they were in the hotel room. And Juliet talking about the whole About the shebang. whole thing. And she signs the note, P.S. You're an idiot, which we got the title right. from. And Hilarious. So genius. Catherine, of course. <laughs> we're all laughing here. Yes. <laughs> so funny. Um, and it turns out Catherine paid somebody to rough up Tessa. But we didn't see who it was. We did not see who it was. Do you have any guesses? Do you um, think it's someone we know? No, because the one person that I think it was is dead. Who do you think it was? Charlie. I feel like it was Malcolm. Slash John. Your no. boyfriend. Well, why didn't they show it? It had to be, to me, it had to be someone we know or else Otherwise they, would they wouldn't them. have shown it. Interesting. Interesting. It was Malcolm, your boy. Your it's sweetheart, Henry. <laughs> it's not, no. Who else is like big and like rough? Malcolm. Well, she's a little girl. She didn't do it. It could have been anybody. Malcolm. 100%. No, it's not Malcolm. Oh my God, get out. Let's bet right now. <laughs> what do you want to bet? Out. No, I will bet you a, a iced oh, tea. An iced tea. A brisk, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll bet you a brisk. Um, but... Catherine roughed up Tessa, took her money, screwed Mr. C out of his money. She's she's evil. Six point six million dollars richer, and she is for sure on the next plane out of New York to Brazil. Perhaps. <laughs> she's gonna fall off the face of the planet perhaps. for sure. Who knows? Well, I don't know. Something could get messy there with her. We don't know. No, 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 no. She's no. too smart. You think she's awesome. She's like three. Fine. I don't think she's awesome. I do think she's awesome. You do. Um, but she's like three steps ahead of everybody. So she's figuring, she's not figuring it out as she goes along like Juliet is sort of. Juliet is like, ah, very manic. Well, she's and young. She you know? is young, but she shouldn't have gone into dirty deeds with her mom. <laughs> dirty deeds. I know, I'm full of weird things. I like tonight. that. <laughs> She should have never done it. And she should tell her father. Do you really think she's going to tell? Or do you think she was just threatening to tell, like, for some sort of gain? Well, she felt sorry for him because... He tried to say he was in financial trouble. Well, of. he might be really soon. Right. If anyone finds out about what he's been doing. I'm surprised he was so honest with her about that, honestly. Really? Yeah, a little bit. I feel like that was a bit weird because they're not exactly close. No, they're not close, but I think he's trying to build a, a new relationship with her and trying to trust her more and 
and try so to help sharing. her through everything and sharing things Finances. about general life. I love how he was like, oh, and yeah, the vow renewal is costing me a lot. It's like, well, that's not necessary. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Well, that's true. But he did just pay out this guy $10 million. He's got a loft that he's working on downtown. He doesn't need that. They do have an apartment. He had a ring pop he had to buy. I mean, there a was lot. a ring pop popcorn uh, machine. That was a lot. Oh. He had to find a, a VHS of Summer Camp Slasher. Right, right. Get a VCR. <laughs> He's had a lot of expenses over there was the past week, for a sure. Cool 250 sure. pesos. That pesos. <laughs> such a world traveler. He's that such Andrew, a world traveler. For sure. um, but I think that was tonight's episode, right? Is there anything that, I, that we missed? I don't think so. I don't think so I either, mean, right? I just put, well, I put Catherine and Mr. C, ew, in huge capital letters. <laughs> that is a complete gross situation. Oh, the 227 Pratt Street. We talked about that, though. That was in the box. That was in the box, yeah. Can we talk about the 15-minute lunches a little bit? Yes. This <laughs> is the second time tonight where someone has exclaimed um, the amount of time that they get for lunch on a minutes. show that I watch. What On other Pretty show? Little Liars, someone exclaimed that they only get 20 minutes for lunch. And tonight, someone said they only get 15 minutes for lunch. I feel like 15 minutes for lunch, though, is kind of like a 15 minutes of fame. Like, it's sort of... 15 minutes is kind of... Just like a saying? Kind of, I feel like. But, I mean, honestly... No, that girl like, looked like she was rushing out the well, door right. because she only had I'm 15 not minutes. I'm not denying that she really got 15 minutes, but you know, like that's a very like cliche time to say, I feel like, but 20 minutes, like what is up with that? You've got like an hour for lunch, most likely, right? I mean, I, guess. I, don't, know. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I have a friend who's an assistant who is allowed to leave to go get lunch, but they have to come back and eat it at their desk. Right. I can understand. So maybe if- that's what she gets. She gets 15 minutes to go run and get her lunch, but she's got to be back. To answer the goddamn phones. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) Um, Um, And on that note, we're going to jump to a commercial break. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to come back with our special segment where we dissect Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different aftershows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Welcome back, everybody. We're going to give you everything we understand about Ponzi schemes. Because... What's when the it, definition? When it came up, I was sort of like, what? And, and they referenced... heard it before. Bernie I, Madoff. Okay. 
You've heard it before. But no. I mean, honestly, no. though, you I have. have. I have. You not. haven't? Uh, no, I have heard of Ponzi schemes. I just don't know anything about anything right. when it comes to this stuff. And I'm going to give you the definition of what a Ponzi scheme is and what the characteristics of a Ponzi scheme are, and then we'll sort of talk about it. Okay. Okay, so a Ponzi scheme is a fraudulent investment operation that pays returns to its investors for their own money or the money paid by subsequent investors rather than from any actual profit earned by the individual or organization running the operation. The Ponzi scheme usually entices new investors by offering higher returns than other investors in the form of short-term returns that are either abnormally high or unusually consistent. Perpetuation of the high returns requires an ever-increasing flow of money from new investors to keep the scheme going. Can you explain that in English for me, David? I think I can. I'll do my best. So from what I understand, a Ponzi Ponzi scheme... Ponzi schemes for dummies. Ponzi schemes for dummies here at AfterBuzz TV. (laughs) Um, I think what they do is they set up this business where they're investing other people's money into fake high yielding accounts. Okay. And what they do is they'll say, like, let's say you come to me and you give me a hundred thousand dollars. And then this person gives me a hundred thousand dollars. And I tell you that I'm putting it into a high yield interest saving account or whatever. I'm investing it for you. And I tell this, this other person, I'm telling them the same thing. And I tell each of you, that your money's going to be put on hold for six months before you see anything. And then a new person comes in and gives me $100,000, and I tell them they're going to get it back in three months. Okay. So I take your money and this money's person, I tell that person I'm going to double their money. Okay. And I'm going to cash them out. I'm going to give them $100,000 and be like, look, you just, I just made you $100,000 in three months. Okay. I got that. You should invest more money. And so they invest more money, and then three months later I give... You an extra $100,000, I give that person an extra $100,000, and I go, look, I doubled your money. Right. You have those people, like, on reserve, so to speak. And so it's sort of like shuffling people's money around, telling you that I'm making money for you when I'm not really making money for you, but I have it. I do have it in a high-interest-earning account where I'm making money off of the interest, sounds so complicated like i'm confused it does sound really complicated but if you put in like let's say three million dollars into um a savings account where it's a high interest savings account you could be making thousands of dollars a day and most people really care about how much money they're making that's it right they don't really care about the specifics of all of it they don't and that's the thing with the whole ponzi scheme and so Let's read a little bit about the characteristics. And so typically, extraordinary returns are promised on the investment. Okay. Vague verbal construction such as a hedge fund, future tradings, or high-yield interest programs, um, offshore investment. And the promoter sells shares to investors by taking advantage of a lack of investor knowledge or competence or using claims of a, of a proprietary investment strategy, which must be kept a secret to ensure a competitive competitive edge so what they do is unlike on this show where they are going to very high earners they you would normally and generally go to a lot of low earners so that they don't understand what's about the money and you confuse them into investing their life savings as opposed to going to a couple billionaires 
who have probably this isn't their first rodeo exactly. they've invested before correct and they can spot out somebody right who is not or like legit. new money or something like or that or new money right. you know it's it's very it's all about confusing people right into giving you their money that's what andrew's been doing so that's technically what he and olivia have been doing and hey, David, uh, yes. we could try a phone call if you guys want to do some ringer oh, interaction. Sure. Let's get the phone call in. Hey, caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? Um, it's John. I'm from Iowa. I just ran across, I never saw this after Buzz TV live at night. Oh, hi, Who are the two Hello. people on that? Uh, excuse me? Who are the two people that are on that? Uh, it's <laughs> me, David, and Sarah. And who else? And Sarah. And my that's name's Sarah. just the two of us. Yeah. Hello? I think he hung up. I think we lost. He was so much of a fan, he got nervous. There you go. <laughs> I guess we lost John. That makes my heart hurt, but that's all right. Um, I, had a, I have a feeling that he was going to yell at us. I have a feeling, too. <laughs> like, he didn't sound very nice. He kind of sounded angry. Um, <laughs> sorry, scared. John, if we upset you. Sorry, John. Please forgive us. <laughs> um, let's you can call again. No, you can't. David likes to be yelled at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to move on and talk about Xerxes. Yes, I'm excited. Okay, so I the don't... texts that Olivia got were signed Xerxes. Correct. And from what I found out about who Xerxes was, I think we can sort of try and figure out who Xerxes on our television show is. Correct. So Xerxes um, was a Persian prince who rised to the throne over his father. Okay. And he sort of let's see I'm going to just read this to you guys. Xerxes was not the oldest son of Darius, and according to old Iranian tradition, should not have succeeded the king. Xerxes was, however, the oldest son of Darius and Atossa, hence descendant of Cyrus, which made him the chosen king of Persia. Um, Some of the modern scholars also view the unusual decision of Darius to give the throne to Xerxes to be a result of his consideration of the unique positions that Cyrus the Great and his daughter Atossa have had, blah, 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 blah. Um, He succeeded his father when he was 36 years old and he was apparently a really great king of Persia and he did a lot of things for the Persian empire that we know from history today. He was sort of like the the steamroller for that. Um, So what do you think that has to do with this whole What it has to do with this show, I think that Xerxes, the person sending the texts, would have to be that guy in Paris. The guy that uh, Cora Farrell has yes. been sleeping around with. Galvanting with. Although I'm not sure why he would rat himself out, but that would make the most sense to me as someone who would want to take over the business. Right. Who shouldn't. 
be allowed to take over the business. I mean, there's definitely a reason why the writers would sign it with that name. They're trying to give us a hint. Right. To who it could be. And I don't think it's someone we haven't met before. No, it has to be a character that we know. Right. And it, I don't think it's Siobhan. I don't think it's anyone like that because why? I mean. I don't know. You do? No, I don't think it's Siobhan. Okay. It's definitely not Siobhan. But let's jump into news and gossip and okay. then we'll go into predictions. Okay. You have. After oh, goodness. Are you ready? I'm ready. For a flashback. Give it to me. Yoan Griffith searches for survivors in Titanic. What? I'm obsessed with Titanic. Were you too busy watching Rose and Jack make sweet love in a car to notice the random seamen aboard the Titanic? Don't worry. While you sobbed as Leo descended into a watery grave, (laughs) we were busy swooning over Yoan Griffith, a.k.a. Andrew, on Ringer. Yoan played 5th Officer Harold Lowe in Titanic and was often seen steering the ship in desperation okay. or hurriedly escorting women and children onto lifeboats. I get that. He also uttered the infamous line, we waited too long. Yes. After his lifeboat came to the rescue only to find most of the ship's passengers frozen to death. Too bad Yoan couldn't have saved that adorable elderly couple who met their frigid death arm in arm. <laughs> Poor thing. Their hearts will go on. Titanic 3D hits theaters on April 4th. Can I just say I'm really excited about that like i'm not kidding like i will camp out i told you i found something it had nothing to do with our show really I, but really like, it's really fun i right? forgot about that I, I forgot it was in that i would have never known i was listening to the titanic soundtrack on the way here i'm not lying <laughs> i'm not i'm not lying i'm so excited for Titanic 3D. You were not listening to the I Titanic was. soundtrack. I was. There's Thank only you. one song on the Titanic no, there soundtrack. Well, there's one song with words. Yeah. But there is instrumental. The rest is all instrumental. Music. Yes, I was listening to it. Don't judge me. <laughs> I am. I can't help I it. I love it. Titanic all the way. Titanic all the way. April 4th. I'll be there. April 4th, you guys. Um, let's jump You're into invited. predictions. <laughs> only John's invited. The biggest new media platform on the <laughs> Your after buzz. <laughs> All the bumpers are going crazy. It's good. I like it. Okay. So, what did we see in our promo? Um, Something about a prince, which makes sense based on what you just said. Oh, that's right. right. Who is the prince? Right. So, maybe next week we're finding out who Xerxes is. Right. But it's weird that they said the prince because it's not like they've referred to the prince before. No, know? but see, they were giving us a hint. They were. And they we were. caught on it just for you, you guys. Caught on it, yeah. I caught on it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even, I mean, I knew about the Ponzi scheme, but you were like, Xerxes. I was like, oh, I barely remembered hearing that. So that's good. <laughs> well, they showed it twice. That's, that's why I good. remembered it. Um, what else did we see in the, in the promo? In the promo. Um, goodness. Well, we're definitely Well, there's find a lot out- of like Andrew and Olivia being worried, looking worried about people finding out. What's about the happening. business. Right, right. I mean, we're going to find out more about the baby daddies or daddy. Mm. It's going to be at least one. I don't know if that's going to happen next week. You don't think so? No, I think they're going to let that lie low for a second. Hmm. I wonder. I don't really. I mean, besides the prince, I don't really like remember seeing anything. I don't either. That's the problem. I just remember seeing the prince and I was like, who's the prince? Well, we're finding out who Xerxes is next week. That's exciting. Yes, that is exciting. That's worth watching. That is Definitely. worth watching. For sure. And if you don't want to watch Ringer, you can always just watch us here yeah. next week. Like Tuesday John night. from Iowa. 
like John from We Iowa. miss you. Call, Call back. back. <laughs> well, from everyone here at AfterBuzz TV, myself, David Skifalitti, and Sarah Huggins, thank you for watching and have a wonderful night. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.